Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast. My name is Kirby Wood, your host here for uh, these great conversations, preparing you um, to support and um, resource your Life Group Leader discussions. I have with me today our marriage pastor, Linda. Hey, Linda. Hi. Thanks for letting me join you. Of course. Of course. We're so glad to have you. As many of you know, we have lots of new leaders joining us. So hello and welcome new Life Group Leaders yes. to your second podcast. Podcast. I know, Linda, you have a lot of new married groups this time. I have nine new married groups. Wow. Right. Hello. Yep. That's... So lots lots of new groups. We're excited about that. I love the enthusiasm and the excitement. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And one of the biggest questions we get from new leaders is what to do, what's our first step. And we hope that your first discussion, hopefully this last week, um, went really, really well. And you're starting to get in the groove of what flow questions look like. And so in these conversations, we're trying to help you gain um, a good understanding of what kind of answers you'll get. How do we flow from question to question? How do we make it not awkward, but how do we also make it intentional? Right, and generate conversation and dialogue amongst absolutely the and members we, in your life group. Absolutely, and in that conversation, we're really able to discern where God might be leading us as individuals and us as a group into deeper and deeper community and understanding of our faith and relationship with Him. So, absolutely, yep. yep. We're super glad to have you guys um, listening today, and so we're going to go ahead and jump in. This is week three of our amazing Holy Spirit series. I love studying the Holy Spirit. Linda, how have you been enjoying the, the series so far? I love it. I, I think it's such a different part of who God is that mm -hmm. a lot of us don't really understand fully. Yeah. And so being able to come in and learn about the Holy Spirit and his role in the Trinity mm -hmm. is just really been encouraging for me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I love the idea of of the almost like the FOMO. Do you know what FOMO? Like you're, yeah. fear of missing out. Of course you do, Linda. You've got four you're kids. The cool, yeah, and yes. you're the coolest. But the fear of missing out is like this idea that maybe possibly we, if we're not really tapping into our awareness that the Holy Spirit lives in us, we are missing out on what it looks like to walk with God in our daily lives and allow him to continue to sanctify us and make us more holy and um, really enjoy our life and purpose in him. But I love this specific message this week, as we last week talked about sanctifying and transforming and freeing us. Um, Jared Kirkwood at um, Irvine will be sharing on how the Holy Spirit comforts us and encourages us, which, oh, what a sweet reminder. So nice. Yes. Yes. And I think that's too sort of where we go yeah. in thinking about the Holy Spirit. Sure. Oh, he gives us words and he encourages us. Yeah. But there's just so much more that I'm excited to learn about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so in the service this weekend, um, there is an extended prayer moment. So maybe there are members of your group that went forward for extended prayer. So it'd be a good opportunity when it's appropriate in conversation, maybe not right at the top, but maybe later or um, as you kind of are discussing the more heavy or things that God is bringing to your heart, the things you need encouragement for, the things you need him to comfort you in. Um, maybe that's that's a good opportunity to ask your group, okay, did anybody go forward for extended prayer this week? That's such a great gift that our church offers is extended prayer. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Mm. It, and it's such a privilege and an honor yeah. as a pastor mm. to walk with people through yeah. what they're experiencing 
and be able to pray for them. Again, we don't have the tools as pastors to be any different than anybody else. So this is a great opportunity for just the leaders in the group to come around people who have gone forward or are looking for extended prayer. And another thing I would recommend is if people don't feel comfortable sharing, they they have it right, write it down Yeah, and, and just pray over these people individually. Absolutely. That's so good. And that you're not wrong. There might've been people that are like, I actually wish I went forward for prayer, but I was too scared. Right. Right. So right. creating a moment of saying, okay, what are the things that we are needing comfort and encouragement for that the Holy Spirit can do? And also use this community that we have here to kind of continue to pray for one another and support each other. So I love that. Um, but that's, again, that's just what was happening inside of service, but you're going to want to start off your conversation this week with an easy question. Maybe you're, you go around the group, how's everybody doing? Oh, I had a good week. Oh, I had a hard week. And they're like, okay, great. Well, let's start a discussion and start with our group great lean in question. That first lean in question is really fun as we kind of think about the kind of stories that people can share. It says, tell a story about a time you had all access pass, an all access pass or a backstage pass. And how did that enhance your experience at the event? Yeah. Another way we could look at it is I know that I maybe, I haven't had any all access pass that Mm. I remember backstage pass, Yeah, but I've sat in close in concerts and that's another, you have a whole different vision of what's happening at a concert, the closer you are. So maybe think in terms of that. What are some adventures that you've gone on where you really felt like you were close up and personal with that adventure or had a backstage pass or VIP or something. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect. And I definitely like what you're saying. There might be some people in this group, right, that don't, haven't had that experience, but maybe there are couples that have. Allow them to share, share their experience and feelings and then have other people share how maybe their experiences would have been enhanced if they were closer or, you know, or what, what has been a really great experience when they took that extra step. And so sometimes when we are finishing up a really good leaning question, it's really kind of silly and you're starting to talk about how great things are, that look down can be a little bit of a hard turn. So I really encourage you guys as leaders to think, how does this lean in question really tie into the rest of the discussion? Um, and as you can see, or as you, if you can kind of imagine, and Steve um, actually talked about his example of the Holy Spirit is like, you know, being in downtown Disney, thinking that that's what Disney is, right? This is kind of that same, a similar metaphor that an all access pass is like, is, is a, an element that the Holy Spirit can give us. It's our life is of an amazing, uh, imagining our life or our Christian walk as an amazing concert. But now with the Holy Spirit, we have a VIP pass and that completely enhances our entire experience and knows how close we can be with God. I love that word close that you said, Linda, thinking about up close and personal. personal. Yeah. Right. And I think too, you can, uh, as you, let's see what scripture says about this. What kind of backstage pass do we have as believers or all access pass do we have as believers? Yeah. So that's a good way to transition into the scripture reading. So good. I totally agree. And so you're going to read out loud Romans 5, 1 through 5, which I love this verse. Um, and it's been really helpful to me in a lot of hard times where I'm like, okay, like I'm struggling with this, but like where, what's the good that's going to come out of this? This is one of those verses that I feel like will really illuminate that for a lot of people. Yeah. I, you know, when they talk about joy in circumstances, yeah, nobody wants to have joy in circumstances. <laughs> yeah. But at, we know that as believers, when we step into that trusting in God, then, mm. then there is an overwhelming peace and joy. So yeah. I would also encourage you to have everybody maybe read it to themselves first and then Ooh. read it out loud, just engaging everybody. Yeah. I love so that. that they can they can 
glean on the scripture before it's read out loud. That's so good. Yeah, definitely keeping it different. Like I like different times, it makes more sense. And I love that encouragement for this time is that you would kind of read that to yourself because there is some personal takeaways that people might feel if they're reading it in like a silent moment to themselves that's really good right and then just what what word talk to me about a word that stood out to you yeah absolutely and it also gets people cracking their bible open and getting into god's word which is absolutely and then the question the specific question for this verse is is what do we have as a result of our righteousness in jesus and kind of some of the answers that we hope you'll hear is you know sticking out right out there at the top of the verse peace um of course access to god um and then of course as we're kind of talking here when we're thinking about suffering or trials is we have the ability to rejoice in our suffering it doesn't mean that we will but because of because of god's love and because of our nearness to God we have the ability to rejoice in our sufferings and then of course at the end this is where we really see the Holy Spirit shining through um, is he says that the Holy Spirit um, gives us the gives us access to God's love and assures us that we are loved and we are his so I love that and hopefully some people will pull that out as the ways that Holy Spirit is differentiated in this um, verse Right. And it's not and it's not telling us to get over it, right? Yeah, it's right. just as you walk through, yeah. we have the assurance that Holy yeah. Spirit is with us. Yeah. And Eric talked a couple of weeks ago in his message that he's yeah. he's walking next to us as mm-hmm. we experience that. And it's almost like having a friend with you who goes through experience, it's always yeah. better than going through something alone. Absolutely. Next to us and within us. Yes. Praise God. Um, so then as we are thinking about the scripture, how it, we're slowly starting to allow our group members to contemplate how it might apply to them, you know, without having to answer that thus far, um, we're going to take the time to look out into the world, into our families, into the culture, and ask these questions. What do you see people outside of the church um, placing their faith and hope? open. And that's helping us start to think, okay, if we see things out there, you know, it's going to be more obvious than the things that we're automatically, you know, thinking within ourselves where we might be placing our faith and help elsewhere. So this is a good way to start to kind of unpack um, some of the ways and places that people um, put their faith and hope in. So um, some of the examples that you can probably hopefully hear is like, I know one that really sticks out to me right now, the stock market. (laughs) Oh, the housing market, you know, putting your faith and hope and that up and down. I mean, I even myself will get kind of um, addicted, for lack of a better word, of checking Zillow prices and seeing when houses go up and when houses go down. And just I mean, and then it's like not to say that, you know, it's bad that I'm like looking at Zillow, but it's when does that shift into putting my faith? or my hope in those things. Well, and it might be for you that when something drops, you think, oh, maybe I can. Right. But we know that everything's in God's timing and he has your best interests in mind. Absolutely. One that stands out for me would be relationships. As the marriage pastor, I see a lot of people who Mm. really put stake and hope in a relationship or in their kids. Oh, right. So the good. success of their kids and where they're going or friends and, yeah. you know, the fancy dinner parties or whatever that they put their faith and hope and things like that that are sure. just so shallow and will never mm-hmm. satisfy. It's so true. I mean, it's so hard. And that's you're answering the question right there. What's the danger of this is that it's shallow. It'll never satisfy. And then, of course, this is where we can start to dream for the people in our lives is what would be different, you know, if the people in our lives, if our mom or if our 
friend didn't, you know, spend all her time at her son's baseball games and driving him back and forth between all the different sports, but allowed him the space and she could go on the walk with her friends or listen to God. You know, we can start to really dream of, okay, how would our lives be different or how would our families or other people's lives be different if their faith and hope was in God? Yeah. And if we placed more priority in listening to the Holy Spirit and getting yeah. getting closer to yeah. God and things like that, how would we be as parents, as yeah. spouses, as partners, That's so as good. friends? That's so good. And you can kind of see how this can naturally start, even as Linda and I are talking, this conversation naturally starts to even gravitate towards ourselves. So rather in the look-in questions, rather than just saying, what do you place your faith and hope in that's not, we kind of start um, with more of the circumstantial things. This kind of says, what circumstance is currently producing character. So like this kind of allows us to start to see, okay, where are the small sufferings or even the large sufferings in our lives that we need hope, we need encouragement from, um, that we might actually end up seeking elsewhere, but we want to turn that to the Lord. And we could start super basic. Yeah. Car issues, new tires, gas prices, circumstantial things that are hitting us every day. Of course. Um, Trouble with a coworker or your refrigerator breaking down. And that it just causes is such anxiety within us when things are happening like that so if you start more on surface issues it gives people a better um buy-in and they can start the discussion a little bit easier so true than thinking in terms of something seriously broken within them yeah and there might be someone who's like ready to share right like something really deep and hard right and that's appropriate of course in this conversation but also you you as the leader want to be sensitive to how that might monopolize the conversation and not that it doesn't need that it like when someone's sharing something hey i'm we're in this really hard circumstance maybe with my daughter's health or with my health, or, you know, maybe there's some other things that might come up that are really pressed, or, you know, we're worried that we are going to have to file for bankruptcy, or, you know, there might be some really pressing things that people are wanting to share and receive prayer for. So spend time on those things, but still allow everyone in the group to still consider what are the circumstances, small, big, large, medium, deep, heavy, shallow, what are those things that could be producing character in us if we were really surrendering and trusting the Lord with them. So you want to kind of manage it. And sometimes when I know, I don't know about you, Linda, but when sometimes someone's monopolizing the conversation and I hate to use that word because it's sometimes it's really needed. Um, but what the best thing you can do is allow them to share, spend some time and then ask them to pray in the middle of the group. It doesn't end group time, but like you can pray for that person right there. And then out of prayer, you're able to make the turn back to the converse, back to the question. Okay, so what are some circumstances for others that are maybe producing the character right now? Yeah, and just from my teacher background, it's nice yeah. to just have um, pieces of paper or popsicle sticks with everyone's name on I it. I love it. And you pull it out and say, okay, Kirby, yeah. after you share, Linda's going to share. Yeah. And so it kind of gives them the clue that, oh, I can't talk too long because I want to give Linda some time. Yeah, that's always And good... so you could always say, we want to give Linda time, Kirby, so yeah. um, let us pray for you right now. And then I want to... So that that's a good way to do it too, or pick five sticks and five people. Hey, I'm going to call on you. If you don't have anything mm-hmm. to share, we're going to move on. But it, it just helps keep the group moving along. I love that. That's smart. I love, I also love getting everybody like then believes, okay, this is my group. It's my, I have an opportunity to share and it's not just going to be, okay, this is so-and-so's hard time that we're all here for her. Right. You know, and right. that's what you want a leader want to be sensitive to is like, okay, this group is for all of us. This group is for all of us to be able to walk alongside one another in all of the different degrees of suffering and circumstances that we're in. So 
And then you kind of get into the more targeted questions. How have you drifted from placing all your faith and hope in God? So you can kind of see the connection here. The circumstance, right? What's the circumstance that could be producing character in us? And then maybe where are we drifting away from placing our hope and faith in God? Like that might be, oh, well, actually I'm putting all my hope in the doctors to solve our problems or, you know, in our, in my husband to, um, I'm not sure. What, what do you think there? Linda? I think, I think again, yeah. it goes back to circumstance. Yeah. Um, people, people are stressed out mm. because they don't have enough money for gas to get where they need to be. Oh, yeah. uh, their son needs a job it, and it's hard to just really go, okay, I'm going to trust in God in this season mm-hmm. when you're still, people have to do movement and there yeah. has to be things that are immediately need to be done. Which I think it's really great then that after this question where it's like, well, it's just really, like say the answer to that is like, it's just really hard for me to put my faith and hope. And I don't know what that looks like. I love that this next bullet is okay. Now let's go back to God's word. Let's read how the Holy Spirit is with us. And so as you read this over your group at the end, you'll really be able to comfort and encourage the, hopefully the scripture and the Holy Spirit will be comfort and courage, which we don't have to have the answers. We don't have to know exactly how, but as we read the scripture, we really start to gain a sense of God's nearness and the Holy Spirit's um, active work within us. And the peace that comes through that. Oh, amen. So using that scripture then to just as a reminder as they go through their week, yeah. when they start getting anxious or yeah. frustrated or circumstances trying to overwhelm them, that they just return to scripture because that's always oh, the best place to amen. go is to return to God's word and be reminded mm. that Holy Spirit is the peace, the access to God, the hope in his love. and yeah. and all of those attributes of who he is. So good. So good. I love that. Um, Okay. So as you're kind of finishing up the group, after you've been able to share and really close out the group with that scripture, you might want to check in on that from the daily, um, the rhythm reminder from last week, we talked a lot about daily devotion and everybody hopefully was able to identify a goal or an intention that they wanted to set as they thought about daily devotion. And so hopefully you'll be able to check in, you know, give a lot of grace to people if they're like, it didn't go as well as I hoped, or maybe, or really you want to celebrate people that it did go really well for and And how it changed their life yeah i think it's never trying to bring someone to shame it's yeah i did this and this is the result of it yeah i spent just four you know i normally only do it you know a couple days of the week but i actually was really diligent i spent all five days or all seven days and wow like i just was really impressed with how um, aware i was of god's presence or you know what have you or maybe for those of you in the group that are more mature believer believers that you were able to take that challenge and say i spent more time listening and that actually gave me a lot more peace throughout my day or or you know hopefully you'll be able to have a rich conversation of how the goals were met and how that really impacted your week right and i believe a simple way is just scripture memory mm. and somebody might hear your story or another person's story and think i can do that yeah right so again it's not bringing shame but it's encouraging yeah. and helping people to find ways where they could integrate a practical tool and tip that will help them so good so good. Oh, I love this. Well, I hope that you guys um, have a great um, discussion this week as you really contemplate how the Holy Spirit can continue to comfort and encourage us as he lives within us and um, that your daily devotion would be able to be um, enhanced um, throughout this experience as you hold one another accountable and encourage each other along the process. Yes, so. be encouraged. We love what you do. Um, I know that God is blessed and honored by what you do as leaders and Mm. we just want to let you know that we continue our coaches pray for you and encourage you and 
that they're there for you. Yes. We're all here for you. We love you. We're praying for you.